0: This is Stephen Strang, and welcome to God, Trump, and the 2020 Election. It's my new podcast that goes along with my book, which is releasing January 14th, 2020. I'm talking today about how God uses imperfect leaders and why Christians can still support the president in good conscience. This comes just a few days after Mark Galley of Christianity Today. He's the soon to be retiring editor in chief. He came out with a widely published op-ed in which he criticized Donald Trump, said he should be removed from office, and said that even though there was no real crime that led to his impeachment, he is disqualified because of his character. And while I recorded a podcast, in fact, you can hear it on the Charisma Podcast Network in which I respond to Mark Galley and I say that I've known him for many years and respect him as a journalist, I couldn't disagree more. And the reason is because God has always used imperfect leaders. In fact, I have a chapter about that in my new book and also a chapter on what Donald Trump is really like, which I will deal with in another podcast But we took an excerpt from the book and it was published as an op-ed in LifeZet. Now, this is the podcast by Laura Ingram of Fox News. She has her own website. It's very well done. I subscribe to it myself and she has run several of my op-eds over the years. So I was very happy when she recently ran this one. And in it, I wrote that I didn't vote for someone who promised to live a perfect Christian lifestyle. I voted for someone who promised to defend my right to live that way. So why then, when we support Donald Trump, do we feel that we have to give a disclaimer that we don't necessarily agree with his tweets, but we admire his policies and what he's accomplished? I personally believe that part of it is because some of the so-called elites among evangelicals kind of make us feel a little bit guilty, and this was a feeling that existed before Mark Galley's infamous op-ed. But I believe that people like Mark Galley and others who agree with him don't see the bigger principles at work. Ralph Reed, the respected political activist who was the first executive director of the Christian Coalition in the 1990s, was in Jerusalem in 2018 when the U.S. Embassy was moved there from Tel Aviv. While he was attending those events, he heard Danny Ayelan, the former Israeli ambassador to the US, make a point that Jews believe that only flawed men make great leaders. The rabbis teach, in fact, that you should never put someone in leadership who doesn't have a flaw in life. He told me, if someone is self-righteous and convinced of their own goodness, they won't feel the need to redeem their past by bearing good fruit and doing great deeds but they have experienced real failure or a major setback in lives, they're much more likely to approach leadership or service redemptively, Ralph told me. He said that this explains why Trump is such a great leader who is so committed to keeping his promises despite his past mistakes and failures, or perhaps because of them, that he wants to do the right thing. Whatever one thinks of him, it is undeniable that when it comes to defending life, Defending the rights of Christians and defending Israel, he is seeking to act in a way that is good and right and advances good. While there may be a lot to criticize about the president, and isn't that true of all politicians, and why some don't like his brusque personality, there is also something winsome about Donald Trump. You can see it in his huge rallies where he's funny and relates to the crowd by espousing issues important to the people. When I interviewed Donald Trump in 2016, I found him to be respectful and even a little bit humble, not at all like his public persona. Dennis Prager, the popular TV talk show host, who is known for Prager University and also his well-known radio program, can't understand why conservative Jews and evangelical Christians are criticized as hypocritical for supporting a man as imperfect as Donald Trump. So Prager made one of his Ultimate Issues Hour discussion on his radio show and invited me several months ago to be his guest. He talked about he, as a committed Jew, has defended evangelicals many times, saying the ones who claim Trump supporters are giving religion a black eye are staggeringly immature. The reason, according to Prager, is that virtually anyone, including those on the left, will support a sinful person if that individual supports the policies they like. Prager offered a hypothetical example. If a Democrat who is known to be dishonest supports abortion rights, the left would vote for that person if the opponent was a pro-life person, even if that person was highly immoral. Prager told me, theirs is a phony argument. The left lies with the ease that you breathe. We're voting for a president, not a pastor. People sin, my friend, grow up. His quote was echoed by Jerry Falwell Jr., the president of Liberty University, who put it, quote, we are not electing a pastor-in-chief, we're electing a commander-in-chief. Like Prager, he made that comment to explain how he could support a man who is well-known as being far from perfect. Falwell told me, I'm proud I supported Donald Trump. And since he entered the White House, I stayed in close touch with him, trying to talk to him about once a month. It's become a close friendship. I'm so pleased with how he's kept his promises. He's appointed justices to the lower courts and the Supreme Court, and who I believe will uphold the Constitution. On matters related to religious liberty, he added, the president has been a godsend, and his deregulation strategies have brought about prosperity for businesses and the American worker. He's done all the things he said he was going to do, even with all the attempts to thwart his administration by fake Republicans in the Senate and all the folks on the left who will stop at nothing to overthrow a duly elected president," End Personally, I'm glad that my worst moments in life aren't published on the front pages of the nation's newspaper. And I think that most Christians have done at least a few things they wouldn't want publicized. Part of the reason we know so much about Donald Trump is because he's a celebrity. And he was always in the spotlight. And when he was, he was the darling of the press. Only when he ran for president as a Republican did he become persona non grata. I am concerned when evangelicals just focus so much on Donald Trump's so-called character flaws because he has many character traits that are admirable, such as he keeps his promises, which very, very few politicians actually do. I think there's a lot of hypocrisy when evangelicals want to be respected by the secular people or by the left, and they talk about the evangelical brand as if it's cool to be an evangelical Being an evangelical is a Bible-believing Christian who actually does the best that he or she can to serve God and to be kind to others and to live by the principles of Jesus. It's not just a religious group that is respected and who's cool and maybe who's elite. And I hope this hubbub over Mark Galley's op-ed soon dies down because I believe it's very unhelpful. And of course, the press loves it. Anytime they get an evangelical to blast Trump or blast you know, things that we believe, like coming out for abortion or gay marriage or you know something like that, they love to publicize it. So I just wanted to share my thoughts. I appreciated Lifeset writing this op-ed. I'll be running it as my newsletter this week. And I'll thank you for listening to my podcast today and invite you to tune in again when I will deal with issues that we're facing in this country, especially as we have this very important election. I believe that Trump must win because there's so much at stake for Christians if he loses. Thank you for listening today to my new podcast. Tell others about it. Help me get the word out is called God Trump in the 2020 election.